Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast for post-match podcast as I tried to stifle a burp which came out of absolutely nowhere and nobody wants to hear that as well. Uh, but Aston Villa 2, Lego Warsaw 1 in uh, a game that was played under the shadow of some violence, uh, I, yeah, I suppose we, we will call it violence outside the ground. Um, myself and Paddy spoke about it previously about West Midlands police needing to be on their toes for tonight and uh, they did need to be on their toes and uh, as it turned out um, uh, you know stay safe I suppose to anybody leaving the ground if you are watching this uh, because um, it, it, it it soured the the atmosphere, it soured the night slightly, um, but it didn't sour the, the result on the field. And that's really what Aston Villa came to do and came to um, to to achieve tonight was a win. Ideally, it would have been nice if we got that third goal, Leon Bailey being very, very cruelly, cruelly denied by the crossbar. Um, Villa had a lot of chances to get that that third goal, but alas, it wasn't to be. And literally, as far as I'm I'm aware, all we need to do is avoid defeat against uh, Zrinski uh, on the last day. The last day, or um, yeah, the last day of of, of the uh, of uh, this the Europe League section that we're in um, to progress. I'm not too I'm not too worried about not winning three one. Winning was the main thing, and also coming out of it without any injuries. And we certainly seem to have done that on the face of things. Um, 
The returning Alex Moreno had a fantastic game. He was my man of the match, spoiler alert um, for everybody. He was my man of the match. I thought he was absolutely brilliant tonight. Uh, the goal he took was absolutely brilliant. It was a shinner on his right foot. Uh, I'm okay with those when they go in like that did. Um, and, and fair play because I think the team played pretty well. We were always in control only for that silly mistake from uh, Bubakar Kamara. I don't know what he was thinking. I know he was trying to go to Matty Cash with the pass, but um, just clearly just did not see the person that was there. Um, apart from that, I think Villa had a lot of control in it. They they, they controlled the tempo of the game when they needed to. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it was it was a, a professional performance, I thought, from Aston Villa uh, on, the, on the whole. Um, some of your comments there as well, just to get, get into it. Um, Ba-ba-boom. Yeah, well, in Valley says confident we get at least a point at Trinsky, uh, which tops us the group. Um, Adam asks, why do we need another goal? We topped the group. Yeah, we, we've we've topped the group, but uh, on kind of a count back system with regards to head to head, um, Leggy Warsaw beating us three uh, two could have an effect as well. Uh, personally, to be honest with you, I think Alkmaar might even go to Leggy and beat them. Um, there's a bit of there's, there's a bit of previous between the two of them. Their fans obviously uh, didn't cover themselves in glory um, when they came to Alkmaar. And uh, if any of you were listening to the commentary, um, a player, a, a legia player, is due in court over an assault of a of a Alkmaar uh, official uh, during that game. Um, so there's no, uh, there's 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 a, a serious. Um, uh, kind of uh, divide between those two clubs, and I can't imagine that are, are going to go going to go to Legia and and lie down uh, in this game. And plus, also, you know, with them uh, winning that um, that that game will uh, will we, we'll keep them in the hunt for second place as well. I think uh, too. So, but the reason that we we have topped, we've we're finished in the top two for certain. We're nailed on to, to to top the group as long as we don't lose to Zrinski um, in the next round as well. Uh, just, just Royce says Fortress Villa Park. Absolutely, you know, um, that is fantastic to see. Um, although it wasn't too much, you could call it a fortress because we we tried to keep the fans out, the away fans out. But it seems that some of them did break into the ground at one stage. Um, because when they scored the goal, there was uh, Legia fans seen celebrating. Unconfirmed reports seen celebrating around the stadium, um, whether it be in the home area or whether it be uh, in the concourses. But I, I, I don't know what the situation was there. It seems like it got really, really messy. Well, it, it did get really messy before the game, and uh, it's it, it should be a talking point. You know, there was counter counter statements from each club. Uh, it seems like Aston Villa have been working with UEFA and have been speaking to UEFA over the last couple of days, working with West Midlands Police. Um, it seems to be that the that the allocation was reduced on the basis of uh, security based on what happened at Alkmaar, um, between Alkmaar and Legia Warsaw. Um, and they, they reached out to, to Legia to, to try to keep fans aware from from traveling to the game without tickets and alas it didn't nothing seemed to come from that from from the warsaw side of things and uh we had what we had tonight which was um you know they they laid devastation to to, to a certain part of the area where they were penned in people will have um 
people will have different views on this. I've seen people say, why not give them the full support, full uh, allocation and let them come? Who's to say they wouldn't have ripped up the stadium when they got in there, you know? So it's, look, there's no right way or wrong way to talk about it other than people should go to football matches and be behaved. You know, there is no, Stan Collymore is dead right. Stan Collymore is, has been dead right in a lot of things recently and, and 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 I must say fair play to him. He's somebody I'd love to get in the podcast if anybody knows him at all and wants to have a word with him. I'd love to have a chat with him because I've always found him an, an, an intriguing character. Um but he mentioned that you know the glorification of uh hooliganism, I suppose realistically, and that's what we probably have to call it um on social media or through the veins of, you know, these, 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 the, the, where, where you've got groups of fans that meet up in the city centre and walk out to the stadium and, and, and you know, basically lay, lay devastation in their wake, you know, uh, away fans, you know, those days are gone in, in, in the UK and, and, and they should be gone when other fans join, come here as well. Um, yes, there's pageantry involved. I'm not saying take away the pageantry or anything like that, but, you know, if you're like, like, Realistically, in 2023, if you're going to a football game hellbent on just having a dust up, you know, like you don't get to decide what what the other people going to this game who maybe have kids and and uh, or maybe you no know, have no interest in that. You don't get to decide what they see or what they what what, what they want to do. And for for me, it's just it's 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 very silly. It's stupid. And I, and I think I should I think 99.9% of you guys, people out there will agree um, that it kind of, it mars the, the, the fixture that we had tonight um, between the two teams. But as I say, it can't take anything away from the result that happened on the field. So I'm going to park the conversation about, uh, about what happened outside the ground and I'm going to concentrate on what happened inside the ground because I think there's quite a lot to talk about with regards to that. Um, the first goal I thought was absolutely brilliant. When we spoke in the pre-match in the team sheet tantrum, should I say, I was talking about getting down the side and and, and moving one of the centre halves out, out of position so that you get down the side on, on, on the old lad number 55 uh, that was uh, playing in there at the, the centre of defence. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Yuri Tielemans plays an absolute wonderful ball. First time Inch perfect weighted pass. Oh my god, brilliant pass. Um to Diaby who takes it down the wing, cuts inside and sticks it in the bottom corner. It's just a fantastic goal. It's it, execution of uh, of that shot was excellent. The execution of the pass, the the movement of players around, the sucking in of the players forward to get come towards Tielemans so that you have that avenue down that right hand side for Diaby. You know, that's well worked. I, I I'm saying this. How long am I saying this? Probably all this year. I am convinced that Unai Emery almost scripts the first 15 minutes of football matches. And once again, Your Honour, Exhibit A, Exhibit F, Z even at this stage of, of, of why I think that that is the case. If there are pre-positioned areas where you attack on the field, and I'm not just saying attack down the wing, but there's pre-positioned moves to try and create areas and, and try and see if, people are, if teams are susceptible to leaving certain areas open. And we're seeing a time in, time out with this Aston Villa team. And I think this was one of them again. I think this is a pre, pre-positioned move. I think this is something that they were waiting for an a- opportunity like this to happen. Albeit the pass that Tielemans makes is very much a reactive pass it's an instinctual pass from that point of view 
I still think they wanted to get in a position where they could draw the players forward into their into the Aston Villa half so they could release the Abbey in an almost one-on-one situation with a 36-year-old defender on that side. And it worked. And we got a really, really good goal out of it. Um, their goal, as I say, was a sloppy pass from, from uh, Bubakar Kamara. God, he can finish the ball. That guy, he can finish the ball. Um, that was a, su- a, a serious shot. See a couple of people on, on social media saying Olsen just stood still and didn't, and didn't dive. I still even think if he dives, he doesn't get to that. There's 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 a tremendous amount of whip on that ball. Um, the way it goes right into the top corner, fair play to him. That was that was a a really well taken goal. Like I can see him moving. I can see him moving on and into into a, a, a better league uh, sooner rather than later. That Albanian uh, guy. Um, Villa kind of always had control of this, as I said. They always had control of it. They were always able to to, to pull and drag uh, Leggy around the place. Um, and the second goal then comes from a wonderful ball in uh, from Douglas Louise. And uh, as I mentioned, Alex Moreno gets up, gets his foot to it, slams it into the back of the net. And I couldn't be happier for him. Um, like coming back from an injury after so long, he's been out now, what is it, six months? Um, he's been out with that injury. Come back and score your first goal for Aston Villa in your first game back in six months. Uh, it's just really cool for him. And I'd imagine that he's in the top of the world. Um, he looked unbelievably fit. He almost looked he almost looked faster than he was previously. And he definitely looked like he was right up to the pitch of, of, of match, um, match fitness, I suppose, number one. And also just, just the thinking, the mental side of being mentally match fit if that makes sense, you know, his uh, intricate movement to the ball, the way that he was able to to shift the ball left and right, you know, there was no ring rust with him there, um, I think, with Alex Rader. And that's fantastic to see because he's going to be needed in the coming weeks and months, for sure. It was great to see Jacob Ramsey get back on the pitch as well tonight. Um, it was great to see Diaby get a goal. It was great to see Zaniolo come on. Um, there's one player I do want to talk about, or two players, actually, I want to talk about. One is... Somebody that just kind of gave me a bit of an itch tonight. It was a, there was a couple of frustrating parts uh, to to his game tonight, and then there was another person that I was really impressed with, uh, and um, I just loved how he became a kind of elite. He had a kind of a leadership mentality out in the field. So I'll start with the person who kind of gave me a small bit of an itch tonight, and that's John Duran. Gave me a bit of an itch tonight. I think there was two. There was, and, and the only reason being is that he just it showed like he was. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, like, like he's, we're, we're nearly a year into his tenure and you just, you still see the, 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 the kind of the youthful plottishness at times about him. 
Um, and what I mean by that is there was one ball like in the first half that was crossed in and, and he got up to the pitch of the ball and it was like as if he just turned his back on it as it came in and he could have smashed that in with a header. I think um, um, uh, a more seasoned striker or, or a greedier striker actually looks to try and head that ball. But for whatever reason, he just didn't try to head it. Even though he got up to the pitch, got above the the the, the defender, I think he could have got to it and he could have headed it in. And then secondly, there was another one we came right across the box later on in the game. And, you know, you throw yourself at those if you're a greedy striker who absolutely loves scoring goals. And I'm sure he does love scoring goals. I'm not saying anything negative about him. But these are the little things I think the polish that Una Emery is going to have to put on him. Apart from that, I thought he ran his absolute nads off today. A uh, couple of strikers tackles here and there. He tried. He he got uh, he got um, physical with the centre halves, and he did some really good stuff. But um, as I say, not a negative on him. It's just you know I I think he just showed one or two of the the rough edges that I think Una would love to polish off in him. But um, definitely getting there physically, just a beast of a man. And well able to hold his own as, uh, from a physical perspective. And then the other person I thought that was really good tonight, and people I'm sure will, will disagree with me in the comments, um, but I'm seeing an awful lot more of what I expected to see from somebody who would have played so many years at Barcelona and being in a ball-dominant team and, and, and somebody who has, who has um, the experience of playing at left-back as well. I thought Longley was good tonight. I thought he was really good with the ball at his feet. I thought he was carrying the ball out of defence. was really, really good. There was a couple of times he put on the afterburners and before he knew it, he was over, over uh, the halfway line. I think it was the game to be able to do that because of the withdrawn nature of an awful lot of uh, of the, the, the Legio Warsaw players. Like They were withdrawing into their own half to create that mid-block. And sometimes the best way through a mid-block is just to run past it. You know, and and Longley did that a couple of times, and he ended up in the edge of the area a couple of times. Now, from a defensive discipline point of view, yes, it, it's probably you put it in the okay. I wouldn't like to see you do that against Liverpool or Man City or or Arsenal bracket. But I think tonight the game called for something like that, and it allowed for something like that. And I was very happy with him. I I, I you know, as I say, I've never been down as down in him as some people have, and uh, I think tonight, you know, he was. He 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 was he, he was quite good and, and uh, specifically with the ball at his feet. Um, I think he was good. And and last but not least, I want to call out Robin Olsen's ball through for uh, Leon Bailey. What a ball through! Leon Bailey takes it down. And as uh, as I read on Twitter, when are we ever going to get luck with goal line technology? I loved that comment that I read on Twitter, that little, uh, that, that little subtle facetious comment. Um, and I love stuff like that, but Leon Bailey, very unlucky gets to the ball, does what you kind of have to do in that instance and go over the goalkeeper. I think when you're running at it at that pace, you know, to get set your feet and to try and drill it into the ground to, or to try and keep it low is difficult. It gives the defender time to get back. I think you have to just go with going over the goalkeeper, which he did. Keeper gets a touch. What do you guys think? Does he? I can't remember. Does he get a touch to it? I'm, do I remember rightly that he gets a finger to it and then it, it comes off the crossbar, obviously, down right on the, on the goal line and back up again. And unfortunately, things like that happen to Leon Bailey from time to time. But I thought he was really bright when he came on as well. Once again, player looking like he's, uh, he's enjoying his football. So well done uh, to all, uh, all involved. Anyone I mentioned there? Um, Rob Henry agrees. He says uh, that Moreno is his man of the match. He gave a shout out to Duran and to Olsen too. I, I think Moreno was definitely, for me, he was man of the match. 
for sure. I think he was man of the match. Um, without a shadow of a doubt um, for me. Uh, where else are we? I'm just going down through the comments here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Alfie's Reef is saying Moreno played uh, outstanding as well, considering. Um, and Rob Henry loves his shin or goal as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aston Phillips players scoring with their shins in Europe. Yeah, there's. don't think I've ever heard of that happening before. Um, uh, 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 let's just see a couple more comments there. Actually, yeah, just um, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, a quick piece on the referee. I actually don't know whether I thought, I thought the referee was good or bad tonight. Genuinely, because there's a couple of things that I went and I said, geez, I would have given freeze for that or whatever. But then there was also times when he let play let play go and call it back and he, he actually played the advantage rule pretty well so I'm 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 not 100% sure I'd be interested to hear what Paddy's view is on that um so it's I'd be interested to hear that what are your guys view um what are your guys views pop it in the comments there like I'll be honest I was too busy kind of watching the game and and kind of that I, I didn't really take much notice of the referee other than the advantages that he played at times and maybe thinking that uh I don't think he got a whole pile wrong, but then again, as I say, I kind of tune out to to, to that stuff nowadays. Um, but let me know what whatever you guys think. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Dennis White asks any update on Ali. Um, I think they just said that he. I think Unai Emery said that he came in with a small bit of soreness in the training yesterday. Um, but apart from that, I think it's it's nothing serious at all. Nothing serious at all. Uh, oh, 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 where else are we? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, Tambo Jones says Longley was good, but Kanza was Kanza is just really good. Like as as people will remember, I asked for a leader to 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 step up after Mings got injured, and Kanza has just been excellent. He's been excellent since uh since since that, and he's become a real leader. It was like Kanza. As I say, even even at the weekend when when we played Spurs, I said that that's probably Kanza's worst performance under Unai Emery. He was still a seven out of ten, you know, um, which is great, you know, and, and and fair play to him. He was really really good as well tonight. Um, where else are we? Thank you very much, Ken. Thanks a million for the for for the super chat. Really appreciate it. Um, mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm, mm. Sorry, there, guys. As I say, it's uh, sometimes. You, you know when I start staring the comments in the comment section to come back to them to talk about them afterwards is when Pat, so Paddy gets talking and then I can go and I can dig into the comments as well. Obviously listening to Paddy, don't get me wrong, I'm not that ignorant, um, but uh, it's just sometimes it, it keeps the the uh, the dead air from, from popping up. Um, where else are we? Yeah, a couple of you guys saying that uh, with regards to the goalkeeper, better than Premier League refs, but that's not hard. Ref was okay tonight, better than most domestic refs. Um, ref was inconsistent. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, 
he was he was good and bad in equal parts as Danny Danny H probably could do uh, middling it uh, a little bit more as his range was far too much. Actually, that's one thing I did notice. He was absolutely everywhere. There was some. He was going like he was going going end line to end line at times. Yeah, yeah. But um, as I say, I don't think he. I, I don't think he. Um, I don't think he was he he was anything too out of the ordinary today, to be honest. Uh, yeah, another thing as well. So Shane Mead says here, set pieces are very exciting these days. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny. Um, I think set pieces for Aston Villa are set pieces for every team. When you specifically when you don't have big hulks, big six foot four players all over your team or midfield and, and, and center half and uh, wherever you know when you don't have those you need to be creative and I think sometimes like when, when people talk about like a Sean, Sean Dyche teams are always very good at set pieces um, and so on and and David Moyes teams like I suppose really West Ham when they had uh, Suchek and Rice in there and then they had all the, they bring up their, their big center halves you know obviously it creates a, it, it creates a difference and when you've got Villa's team we're not Twerps, we're not tiny or anything like that, but we don't have the big six foot four monsters. We just don't. We've Pau Torres and that's it. Um, you need to be creative, and when you need to be creative like that, I think it can take time for the fruits of uh, of, of set piece labor to come through. And this is just me spitballing in this. I obviously have nothing to go on, and I, I've never seen anything in any coaching seminars or anything like that in this, but it would stand to reason that you need to be more creative. And when you need to be more creative than just lump it in the ball and let the physical freaks win, you know, it takes time for the fruits to, to, to show. And I think we're seeing it now whereby we've got a repertoire of, um, uh, of movements, I suppose, pre, uh, pre and, and, uh, and during uh, set pieces. And also it helps to be able to have a Douglas Luis there as well, because his set pieces are excellent. Like whether it be corners, there was an instance in the first half, where and the, and the the commentator alluded to it. Douglas Luis put one right on the front post. I mean, like right on the front post, and and Legia scrambled to get it out for another corner. And then the I think it was Dan Hutchinson as well said, you know what, he might do that again because he scored from that instance before. He might do that again. And Douglas Luis puts it right in the same spot in the uh, at the front post again and causes consternation. He's a real gem. He's a real gem. And he's very pivotal to what the team does. And long may it continue because I think a lot to do with our set pieces is because of him. Obviously, we scored the weekend from a set piece with Pau Torres, plumps his, his forehead on one. Um, and then tonight we get Alex Moreno putting his right foot on one, right shin on one. But they both come from brilliant Douglas Luis deliveries, you know? So is there an argument to be made about James Ward Prowse and Douglas Luis? Douglas Luiz's delivery, is he is he getting up to that level of delivery? I know he's not scoring from free kicks outside the box and stuff like that. And I think sometimes from a James Ward Prowse point of view, that that maybe that well that obviously elevates him, but I think it clouds people with regards to his deliveries and stuff. His deliveries are absolutely fantastic, don't get me wrong. But is Douglas Luiz getting up there? I don't know. Is it is, is it a point for conversation? Maybe at the end of the year, when we look back and we see the assist rates, or maybe the the free kicks or the set pieces whereby you know there were successful set pieces i'm sure there's a statistic on that somewhere be interesting to see because more often than not his set pieces go where they're supposed to and we cause something from them men may not always score obviously but we're causing consternation for them that's pretty cool
You know, it's nice to have it. It's nice to have that as a weapon within the team. As I say, and long may I continue. Um, mm, 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 yeah, and as Tambo says, uh, Torres acknowledged Dougie's ball in. I think, yeah, the, the players... Uh, Players must love that specifically, like for Torres being the only guy that's been been probably the tallest player in the team now, outside of Dan Donker, I would imagine. Um, you know, he must love stuff like that as well. Um, and I hear clowns ask, "What do we do if Dougie leaves?" Let's not think about that. That's not that's not a question for today, and he won't leave because he loves it here. Let's just say, I I well, look, Douglas Louise is 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 villa is. Is Villa's um, talisman at the moment, and and uh, long may it continue, as I say, for sure. Long may it continue. Matt Hanlon, thank you so much for that. Ken must not win. I agree. I agree. And yes, I have seen Barbie the movie. I have seen Barbie the movie as well. Tambo Jones again asks, why does McPhee get so much press? All the commentators know know his name. Have you ever seen him? <laughs> Have you ever seen him, Tambo? I think it's the rock star look and also the fact that, um, you know, there aren't too many set-piece, dedicated set-piece coaches out there. And, and and he gets that moniker and he gets that name, but you often see him doing an awful lot of the in-game communications on the sideline for, for Unai Emery. But I think it's just because he's such a striking... The way he looks is so striking. It's like like Gareth Ains, Ainsworth, who, the, the ex-QPR manager and Wickham manager. Like he used to get all the press. Number one because he's a sound guy, uh, it seems. But and he's a down to earth guy, and he plays in a rock band. And yes, he's played whatever four hundred odd games of uh, professional football. But it's the long hair. I think it's the long hair is what, what gets McFeed noticed. But also, look if we start if we keep on scoring from set pieces, and he, there's a manager club who's a set piece coach. Well, then you know that's why he's gonna. I think that's why he's gonna get all the press. Um, yeah, so fair play to him. Let him keep keep doing what he's doing. Um, yeah, let him keep doing what he's doing. And, and as Nick McMahon says, McPhee is also the Scotland. I don't know. Is he the Scotland assistant manager, or is he? I know he's involved with Scotland, but I I, I didn't. He could be the assistant manager. I I, I don't know. Um, I wasn't sure. Uh, he, he's definitely yeah. As Chris Cal says, he's definitely on the Scottish coach, coaching staff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um. I was thinking Paddy might be able to get on and then I realized I forgot to send him the invite and to be honest with you, I'd prefer him not to have his phone in his hand trying to trying to do a podcast as he's walking around um, around the stadium tonight just for the night that's in it. So with that, everybody, I think I'm going to call a day to this podcast tonight. Look, it's a fantastic result for Aston Villa. 2-1 on a Thursday night with Bournemouth to come on Sunday as well. No injuries out of it. And looking pretty in Europe, albeit we didn't do the do the do the needful today to make most our game a game whereby we we can we can coast. Um, Unai Emery is going to is going to uh, rotate in that game anyway. So I suppose realistically thinking about it, uh, there's only so much rotation he could have done extra on top of what he does anyway. So next week against most stars uh, against Rinsky is going to be a um. Uh, again, we will all want to watch, and again, we need to get a result out of as well. But before that, we do have Bournemouth, and we will be back with a Bournemouth preview probably tomorrow, um, and then obviously Team Sheet Tantrum and uh, and post match on Sunday as well. So really looking forward to that, and looking forward to back into league football where we're obviously flying high there as well. So thanks so much, everybody. 
for watching. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. If you are watching and listening to this and you're in around the ground, stay safe tonight. Stay safe in around Birmingham City Centre. And, uh, yeah, as I say, um, we'll be back again tomorrow with a Bournemouth preview. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.